Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Closing the communication gap to help you become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. I help leaders be their best on stage and in front of the camera. I'm also the Chief Innovation Officer for A Better Business Bureau. Davina Ware, we are thrilled to have you with us today. You are a dynamic individual whose expertise spans across integrated marketing, leadership development, public relations, a lot more. You've been working with Price Associates as their workplace and career advisor and marketing and PR director. Davina has been instrumental in elevating the brand presence of Price Associates across various platforms. She's been the force behind the promotion of the brand among its vast community, overseeing campaigns for member engagement, virtual courses, alumni re-engagement, and even the exciting launch of a new website. In addition to her impressive marketing, Marketing and PR portfolio. Davina is also a seasoned coach guiding individuals with TTI assessments and the Complete Leaders 27 competencies. And with skills ranging from event planning and management to executive coaching and public speaking, Davina exemplifies the blend of strategy and leadership that today's dynamic corporate landscape demands. And Davina, it's so great to be with you. Did you know that your I talked to your mom before I, I got that introduction? <laughs> I was like, my goodness, has he been to the family reunion? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) So actually, uh, full transparency, because I'm a big believer in full transparency. uh, I fed ChatGPT your LinkedIn profile, and that's what came back. And I thought, perfect, because uh, that's what chat has to say about Davina. Is it accurate? Is that that... Technology and scary that we've evolved to such point. <laughs> so, but but was it accurate? Yeah, to the team. Okay. I now for those of you who are just listening, um, you can tell that Davina's humble about this, um, but she has accomplished a lot, and uh, and it's awesome to have you on the podcast, the Complete Leader Podcast. It is absolutely wonderful to be here, Dale, and to be talking with you. This is great. So our topic today is the communication gap. And we love to start with a bit of definition. So when you talk about a communication gap, it's usually, I I immediately think of, you know, there's what I intend to say, there's what I say, and then there's what you heard. And usually there's a significant gap between all three of those points. And as leaders, we need to close that gap and to be effective communicators. So how would you describe and define the communication gap that we're working to close today? You said a key thing, which is There was something I said, there was something you heard, and then the difference in the middle. How I define a communication gap involves those things, but it's also systemic. It could also be logistical errors where we just aren't seeing and hearing each other. So in some cases, it's physical. Maybe you're in one location, I'm at the other, but even in the office, I've worked for places where all of our leaders were on the other side. It was like leader land where all of the offices sat and for you to sit down and have conversation or have a coming to the minds, it was almost intimidating to walk over there and to do that. So the physical limitations, or we don't have systems in place to check off things, to make sure we have 
the same expectation and understanding of a project or a task because we haven't closed the loops in our systems and how we do work or if it's just the logistics. So it is that what you said before, what you said, what I heard and the sense of uh, perception and then we've got some emotional intelligence in there. But then there are the actual physical systems and frameworks that could also widen these gaps even further than human error. I, the point you made about the physical distance, I think that is so important for leaders to stop and think about that it, it's easy for me in, an, in a, a C-suite, so to speak, to walk anywhere in the organization and strike up a conversation with anybody I want. And that's the lens through which I perceive communication. It is a lot different for a frontline worker to get up from her or his desk and walk over to the C-suite and knock on somebody's door, regardless of how many times that executive, that leader has said, open door policy, please come and talk to me anytime you want. I mean, that's something that we have as leaders have got to understand and realize at a deep level. Tell me more, dive in there. Um, so I, I don't think this is something we talk about uh, in the workplace is that, yes, we know there's a hierarchy, right? But when there is a physical hierarchy, you feel even more intimidated. You feel less worthy to walk. To, to It's almost like this walk of courage. I won't say walk of shame, but walk of courage to ask this question. And the environment, the actual physical environment of an office affects how the team communicates. I've been in open settings where even our cubicles were a little bit lower, so I could easily peek my head over uh, to my boss and ask a question, but the leaders were right there and they're, they're, they had a window at their office. So I could see them, they could see me. And that was a sense of transparency within itself that kind of lowered this unseen veil of I am up here and you are down there. So even creating space, physical space for people to share and ask questions makes a huge difference. What are some of the other blind spots that we see when it comes to communication gaps? I, and I'll, I'll preface this. I think about, you know, leaders will be called mushrooms because they're often kept in the corner office in the dark and fed what mushrooms are fed. Uh, and, and, and because there's a lack of communication, it, it just the, the fact that that is a manager, that is a leader, that is an executive keeps that person, uh, creates this, this gap in communication and not being able to get all the information. So what are some of the other uh, blind spots that leaders have when it comes to communication gaps? Honestly, I'm going to say it's at the hiring phase. People get hired. Then we say, hey, welcome. Here's your seat check off your HR checklist, sit with your manager. But rarely do I see communications and expectations both ways being part of the conversation or the communication of culture. I'm so huge on culture to say, great, you've been hired. This is who we are. Yes, as a company, but also as a team. This is how we work together. This is how, if we have a question or a problem, 
this is how we deal with it. Kind of a code of conduct, if you will. So people can be thinking about that before the incident happens. Because for a newer person, the first six months to a year, you're trying to prove yourself to, to say, you made a good choice in hiring me. So in some cases to ask questions or to admit, admit a mistake, or if you aren't clear, for some people, it's not automatic to just go, hey, I have a problem, I messed up, there's a gap here, because they're still trying to prove themselves. So I think in the hiring phase, if we build that into our onboarding, we have a set of expectations as to if X happens, I know Y will be the result. But when you don't see that, you might catastrophize a situation to, to think, oh gosh, I made a mistake or, oh, I don't understand this. I think they said it in a training, but I don't, I don't want to seem like I wasn't really listening or paying attention. So maybe I'll keep it to myself or just knowing how people operate. And that's when we bring in disc and all that kind of stuff. It's really helpful to know this is how my boss moves. This is how my coworkers move. This is the language that we can have moving forward because we're all different. I think we tend to see maybe a role or a certain level as everyone in that space or within a subgroup of a team that we all think and operate the same. And as you know, that's not the case. So even starting from that breeds even more communication gaps because something was missed and, and we don't have that sense of understanding then you kind of form a group with people who have that same resentment or that same frustration as you. And now we're over here talking and formulating uh, and having coffees over how we hate this thing. And now it becomes our private thing of how we connect. So we're not going to share it with other people. We're not going to share it with HR. We're not going to share it with our manager. So I think starting at onboarding, if we don't address it, then it just becomes that big pile under the rug that keeps getting swept over, swept over that now is just the elephant in the room. And then you have the quiet quitters. And then you have the quiet firers on the other side of that, that breeds these communication gaps. Or if there's something new that is coming to the company. So if it's an acquisition or if it's even a new employee or a new system going on, they promote it. Great. But rarely is there opportunity to say, how is this affecting my job? Can we talk about that before we implement it? So it's making decisions that affect the whole group without the group's input because you've shut off communication at that point. So I go with onboarding and then something new happen happening or it's something scary or something unexpected that happens uh, within a team. I worked on, with a company who it was in the days of the higher education for profit and they were letting go of people. It was almost like you would come to work, you walk past someone's desk at nine o'clock by 11, they were gone. And so there was no forum to talk about, okay, we're the ones that are left. There was no forum to talk about that. And so we all just carried this fear. We carried this, uh, we've got to protect each other. We carry this us versus them with, us, our frontline workers and our top leadership. And then there was just a huge gap. We were just all trying to survive at that point, talking about the jobs that we were applying for so that we didn't unexpectedly get let go. So if there's a systemic 
issue that's happening that's affecting the group as well can really create huge communication gaps. I think all of us, anybody who's listened to this podcast, anybody who has been around Ron Price, I, I say they have a little bit of Ron Price sitting on their shoulder all the time. And one of the things that Ron is always whispering in my ear, the Ron Price on the shoulder is, I am the expert of my intent. You are the expert of my impact. And and in that, from how I add to that, in there lies this gap between intent and impact. So as you think about the difference between how a gap impacts leaders and how it impacts team members. What are some of those, what are some of those things that you see? Oh goodness. I have a whole bag of stories uh, from that, both on the client side and my own personal experience. But for example, COVID, say COVID, for example, threw all of us for a loop. And many of us were just trying to figure out what does this mean for us now? How can we create a sense of belonging, of ownership, but still recognize that there's a very scary thing happening. And what I noticed with a lot of companies were um, there were rules in place for working from home because we switched to remote work and some companies had never done that before. And then that was it. It was, this was the rule. Make sure that you, there were the, the technical rules. Make sure that you, you log on. We're going to have a morning meeting every morning. We're going to do all the things. Okay, great. But now how I do my work is different. Who can I talk to about that? And studies show that most of us worked more being at home because there was no separation between I am leaving the office and I'm going home. So people work longer. People, uh, you know, worked in their pajamas. It's everything that was happening with that. There was no discussion of how your role is changing now that the world is changing. So we just continued on in our silos of survival and to get things done without conversation of how do we manage differently? Is now we've got kids at home, we've got sick relatives, we've got, you know, DoorDash piling up at our front door uh, as we're trying to manage all of this. How does this affect how you approach your work now? That was something that was missed, uh, I would say. Another thing is, if I'm sure you've been a part of this, but if it's strategic planning time, I notice a lot of leaders, they get together, they have lots of huddles about how to create the strategic plan for the team. But there was a very clear separation of, okay, the managers will not be available for the next two weeks. And so the rest of us are left to our devices of, okay, well, I know how to do my job, but I need to ask a question, but I really don't want to bother them. And I haven't really seen them. So I'm just going to make an executive decision and do X. So there's that separation that I've seen. And I've also seen when we difficult employees and when you have a, a contentious employee whose motivators or their behavioral style is very different from the whole culture of the group, that essentially we, we've kind of disrupted the land and no one's talking about it. We're just acting like it's not happening. We're avoiding that person. 
we're, and I've tried to have conversations with managers and they're like, well, their manager will deal with it. Okay. But we're all uncomfortable and we're all walking on eggshells. What do we do about that? And then when that person left, there was still no discussion of what does this mean for us? Um, there was, there was nothing. So we, again, we're just kind of acting like it isn't there. So those are some key things that I've witnessed to where communication gaps unnecessarily happened, I think. As we, we think about well, that point in the, the podcast, we want to give our listeners some very actionable tools that they can put into play to remove those silos that you're talking about and close the gap. So, so give us, give us the list. What are some of the things that we can start putting into practice today to remove the silos, like tear down the silos and close the gap? I think let's start with end to end of working with any project of identifying who all needs to be involved, who all needs to just be an earshot of what's happening. Even if they don't have a place in it, even if there's not a task that they're supposed to be doing, who needs to be aware of this information, A, and B, who is responsible for communicating that information? We have to designate communicators and executors on things so that the person executing isn't so far deep in it that they say, oh, no, uh, right, I've, now I've got to communicate this. You're kind of pulling people in two different directions. So to designate that so the person communicating can relay information back to that person. The other thing I would say is let's focus on culture. Let's step out, take a bird's eye, 3,000 foot view at who our team is and how we operate, because that will help to inform some of these other processes. Not only that, but it'll help keep people accountable. So even if I'm not a manager, but I know our culture is transparency and we're in a meeting with a team member who's not being transparent, I don't have to wait for my manager to say something. It's part of our, our culture that we all own. So I could go up to that person and say, hey, is everything okay with you? We're normally really transparent and you seemed a little uh, closed off today. Is there any way I can support now we're creating synergy. Now we're creating real teamwork outside of just task teamwork, but we're actually working together as a team. And then from there, let's all agree upon the systems that we need to track this communication. Because of course, communication is not just important to the team, but there's reports that need to be pulled that need to show our work, our productivity, the revenue that our work brings to the overall um, work of the team or the, the organization. But first, let's not put everything on one person. Let's all take ownership of what our values are and who we are. And then let's slot in the systems that need to make that happen and also designate a person for that system. Because realistically, some people hate you know, project management software or CRM, whatever software that is, everyone is not going to be excited to jump on board with that. But if you designate a person who is excited about that, then you have a person that can learn all the knowledge and it's not based on everyone else to, okay, here's the, we have this new system, learn everything you can. 
goodbye. I've seen that as well. But to, when you designate a person who can communicate updates and communicate things, it takes pressure off of other teammates. But it starts with us opening the door, like you said, kind of tearing down the silos and saying, okay, we are standing in the ruins of what we have known our team to be. Let's build it back up. But I'm going to need each and every one of you to be a part of this process. What do we need? What are the ingredients in the recipe that makes us us, essentially? So what are some of the the ways that we can see if communication gaps are turning into, I think the term you use is cracks in the foundation. That's a good one. Normally we see this at our team meetings, our weekly meetings of people giving updates on their thing. And when you see people saying, well, I didn't know I needed to do that. Or is that my job to do that? It's, it's the, Requests that are the questions that are almost rhetorical that come up and the surprises that happen. So it, it is good again to have consistent meetings so that you can see these things happening and how consistently they happen for then you to be able to direct your attention or just the quality of someone's work. If it, I think leaders might always initially think of, wow, this person is not doing their job. But it really could just be a matter of you said A, they understood B, and they performed to the best of their ability. So what work have you seen that doesn't seem to be on par with your expectations? Let's reframe that as a communication error before we frame it as a user error or productivity error, essentially. And then... Honestly, some of it's a little bit of that gut feeling. When you walk into your office, you walk into the area where your team sits, there's an air. And if it's super quiet, maybe your team is quiet, but nobody's acknowledging each other. We're not looking at each other in the eye. We find other places to work. I've worked in some offices that almost have co-working spaces within the space. And people are looking to not physically be near their team. Those are some really clear cracks that we want to address before you have a full us versus them where we're gridlocked and no, there is no communication that will go through. You have people that are, that know the job and they will do the job, but they won't involve you or they'll give you just enough to get by or just enough that you need, but they won't share the whole picture or whole story because there's no trust there. I think just hearing that us and them type of language inside of an organization it should be a massive red flag for leaders. Uh, because if you have a sales team talking about an operate, so sales team, us, and an operations team, them, that is, that's a crack in the foundation. Oh, yeah. Espe yeah, especially across teams because we have different goals. You have the marketing team who wants to make sure that the branding is together, that we reach as many people as our goals state, that we are increasing our reach and awareness and that we're winning awards for all of our great branding and the look and the feel and building those relationships. And you have the salespeople that are like, okay, great, but we've got to hit the numbers. So you spending time making this look beautiful is a waste of my time. 
So now we've got to talk. We need to have some common language. There's got to be some sense of commonality in what we do. And perhaps it's the leaders coming together to ensure that the team's goals, at least one or two of them, are the same goal. And then you can move forward. But yes, lots of us and them cross teams, leader and um, and subordinate, and even within the subgroups of, because on a marketing team, you have uh, marketing communication. So you have the writers and then you have the digital team. Then you have the, um, the field team that are the relationship builders. So I've seen even within a marketing team, little silos between each of, well, you know how Marcom is. It starts with little comments like that. And then we all accept it and say, yeah, that's how they are. Well, we're doing nothing but creating a gap. And also we're kind of sitting ourselves high and looking low because we, we all somewhere innately think that we're doing it the right way and it doesn't give credence to that other group. So lots of us versus them, but we've got to, We've got to have transparency or what Brene Brown talks about is vulnerable vulnerability. And that starts with the leadership to say, I've got to come out of my office. Even if I just walk around and say, how was your weekend? Something as small as that. And I had a leader who was excellent at that, who would just walk around and give high fives to every single person on the team. And that opened a conversation. Hey, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing really great. How was your weekend? Oh, well, I took my boys and we were playing football. Oh, really? it just opens the door. Just your presence showing up and coming out of your office, looking me in my face and genuinely asking how I'm doing. The little things make a big difference. So we've talked about identifying the gaps, the ver- variety of places that we can we can find gaps, the importance of culture on understanding where the gaps are and how to keep the, and how to watch for cracks in the foundation. As we tie this back to the foundation of the podcast, the complete leader, which is a book, what are some of the competencies that we, we can, we can dive deeper into to close these gaps? My favorite competency, especially in this space is empathy. Hmm. We all could use a little bit more of a dose of empathy to understand the reality of what someone else is experiencing. They may have a whole different skill set type than you, different educational background, different focus. But if we stopped before we sent an email or before we had made a, a complete judgment on something to say, oh, well, you know, at sales, they kind of have this quota and that's really tough for them when they don't meet it. So although I like to beautify these things, the wise thing to do is to get them what they need so that it's not creating a stressful work environment because that affects everyone. So empathy will go a long way, if nothing else, but to make us stop and pause. Another one I would say is self-starting. I think people wait for someone to take the reins and say, we need better communication. And then we go, hooray, person who took the lead. And we say, phew, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. But being a self-starter already makes you a person that asks questions. What's my role in this? How can I make this better? I'm part of the team. I'm part of the whole pie. 
what can I do to contribute to better communication? So those are the two that I would keep closest to the chest. Also, I'd say flexibility. Things change. We, we've got to move. And I think the saying is one band, one sound. So if the band leader is going in one direction, if we don't follow that direction, the music will be confusing, garbled and unpleasing to the ear. Same thing. Leaders, we have a lot of weight on our shoulders and we're trying to move forward and bring about a change or whatever we're tasked with. It really helps when the rest of us can be flexible to that leader's needs, to changes in environment, or to just be what they need so that we can expand our capacity for greatness and success. Davina, you have given us a lot to think about and put into practice in our businesses. A great segue, our next episode together is going to be about empathy. So if Davina's advice to start practicing more empathy, to start closing the gaps um, rings true, we're going to actually dive into that competency in the next edition of the Complete Leader podcast. In the meantime, if you would like to learn more about the Complete Leader, the program, or to dive into the resources that are available, it's the Complete Leader, all one word, thecompleteleader.org, the website. You can also reach out and connect with Davina directly. What's the best way to, to make contact with you? Um, on my LinkedIn page, because I'm always posting fun stuff on there. And it's a great way to kind of ask questions about what you're hearing about today or just what's new in leadership land is to find me on LinkedIn. All right. Find Davina at LinkedIn and thecompleteleader.org. While you're out surfing around, think about your favorite podcast listening app, probably where you're at right now. If you have not subscribed to the Complete Leader Podcast, please do so that you, so that you are alerted every time a new episode drops. And while you're there, if you would give us a five-star rating, we would be most grateful. And just write a one-sentence review. Doing those two things, writing the review and um, giving us a rating helps boost this podcast higher in, as people are out searching for leadership content in the podcast space. So we would really appreciate that. Thank you, Davina. You have yourself a great week and we will talk about empathy soon. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. Have a fantastic week. Thank you, Dale. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.